listening to Life of Revival Radio with Pastor Zachary Weber. Good morning, everybody. You're listening to Life of Revival. I'm your host, Zachary Weber. I'm also the pastor of the River Church right here in Coshocton, Ohio. We would love for you to come out and join us this morning. Our service begins at 10 a.m. We're located at 212 South 7th Street right here in Coshocton, Ohio. We call our Sunday morning service the main event. It is a powerful time together where we come in one accord in one place and we lift up the name that's above every name, the name of Jesus. You know, the Bible says where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there in the midst of them. So if you want to be in a place where Jesus is at this morning, you need to come to the River Church. I want to tell you, people are getting saved. They're getting healed. They're getting delivered. God is moving in our church. So come experience the presence and the power of God this morning, I believe your life will never be the same. If you're not doing this already, you can follow us on social media, facebook.com slash the river You can watch the live stream of the entire service on Facebook, or you could watch the replay this afternoon, facebook.com slash the river And you can also follow us on Instagram at river We post pictures of the outreaches that we do as well as revival services and everything God's doing. We try to upload all the pictures onto our social media so you can avail yourself to that also on our website theriverkashakton.com you can find devotionals you can submit prayer requests as well as testimonies if you've led someone to jesus we would love to hear about it uh also if you'd just like to contact us for whatever reason uh you can go to the river the and go to the contact section maybe you don't like me well you can let us know that you don't like the show and uh, <laughs> we we uh uh, we would, uh, I guess, love to hear from you too. Amen. So <laughs> we get some of those emails sometimes, but I like you. And, uh, uh, you know, if you had a website, I would go there and leave positive reviews. Anyway, let's keep going. One final thing here. If you listen to podcasts, you can actually find this show and all of our previous shows and a lot of other content by searching Life of Revival on wherever you listen to podcasts. So Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you can find it, Anchor, and you can search Life of Revival. You can catch all the replays of our show and more. I'm talking about this radio broadcast right here, Life of Revival, wherever you can find 
podcast. Well, I'm so glad you're listening this morning. I don't believe you're listening by accident. I don't believe you're listening by mistake. I know that God has something for you. Well, we're going to go into a clip right now of last Sunday. This is a clip on the authority that we have as a believer over the devil. You know, Jesus said in Mark 16, in my name, you'll cast out devils. The Bible says in James, submit yourself to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. The devil will flee from you. That's what the Bible says if we resist him. And then it says in Luke 10, Jesus said, behold, I've given unto you authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the devil and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Amen. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. God is so good. So I hope you enjoy this clip. Let's go ahead and play it right now. Hallelujah. Verse 17, it says in the 70 returned again with joy. Of course, we know if you read the whole chapter, the Lord sent out 70 people and he gave them authority over sickness, disease, authority over the devil. And, uh, and it says that they returned with joy saying, Lord, even demons are subject unto us through thy name. And I love Jesus's response. I love it. He basically said, so what? <laughs> right. You get around some believers, man, they, they, you start talking about demonic stuff and they're like, ooh, yeah, they want to start talking about it. And it's weird. It's like, man, I don't want to talk about what the devil's doing. I want to talk about what Jesus is doing. Amen. Yes. We don't exalt him. Amen. We exalt the Lord. Can you say amen? And we talk about this so we don't have to be ignorant that we have authority over the devil in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes. You go to some places, they start the service. We bind every devil. And then they sing, you know, uh, warfare songs about the devil. And then they preach about the devil. It's like, kind of like a devil worshiper. You know what I mean? But come on, greater is he that's in us and he that's in the world. Yes. And God's power is greater then the power of the enemy, and I want to tell you this morning, not a single person in this room, you don't have to be tormented by the enemy one day longer in Jesus' name. As you stand in your authority that's been given unto you in the mighty name of Jesus, you can put hell on the run. I believe that God is raising up people in Coshocton, Ohio, that will charge hell with a dry water pistol. Hallelujah. There is nobody here that should ever be afraid or fear the devil. Amen. Because God has given you power over the Amen. devil. And as long as your heart is pure and your heart is right, your hands are clean, your heart is pure, you're doing your best to walk the way that you should, close to the Lord. Amen. You're going to be fine. Glory to God. And you can enjoy victory and you can enjoy peace and you can enjoy authority over the enemy. Right? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Someone says, man, I've been battling this thing for 10 years. Friend, I want to tell you, it doesn't have to take longer than 10 minutes. When you understand who you are in Jesus Christ, when you understand that the greater one lives on the inside of you, when you understand the power of the name, the power of the blood, the power of the word, you can disarm the enemy. Hallelujah. You've got to understand that the devil was defanged at Calvary's cross 2,000 years ago. The Bible says Jesus made a show of them openly, spoiling principalities and powers. The Bible says in Colossians that you have been translated out of the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of light. 
that if you actually study that verse, it actually says you've been translated out of the authority of darkness. That word kingdom there is actually the word authority. You have been removed from the authority of the devil and you have been placed in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. What does that mean? The devil has no right to come and put things on your life. And if he does, you can come against him when you know your rights, when you know your authority, when you know the devil has no business being anywhere near me. I'll say this too. Your sin is none of the devil's business either. So I said, oh, I don't know about that. Well, you don't know a lot about a lot of things. Will it open up? Will it attract demons? Yeah, yeah, it will. You start doing things the devil likes, he's going to come and hang out with you. You watch shows that the devil likes, he's going to you listen to music that he likes. You hang out with people he likes. You're opening yourself up for him to come on in and attack. But I'll say this, your sin, you, you've been translated out of the kingdom of darkness. You've been brought into the kingdom of light. You have a heavenly father who will deal with you. Are you with me in disobedience, in a transgression, or whatever it is? I'll just ask you this. If you're a parent, if you had kids and they went out and did something, let's say they got in a scuff with another kid and some parent who had nothing to do with it came over and started scolding your kid, you know what I mean? I mean, or, or tried to discipline them, tried to give them a spanking. Amen. <laughs> would you get involved? Yeah, you would say, what are you doing? You get away from my kid, right? The devil's not your daddy. Some believers, you wonder, amen, who, who their daddy is. I think some demons are Christian-possessed. I want to go up to some demons and tell the Christian to come out of him. Anyway, that's a joke. Hallelujah. Sometimes you don't need demons. You have a deacon board. Amen. Hallelujah. But the church is deacon-possessed. Amen. A whole herd of deacons run out when a revival happens. Go falling into the water. Amen. Don't be a spiritual wuss. Amen. You're called, he, he trains my hands for war. There's a verse that says that. He trains my hands for war. Stop trying to get other people to do what God's anointed you to do. Stop trying to get other people to do what God's given you the ability to do. Amen. Now, if someone's newly saved, we'll take care of them and everything. We want to pray for them, pray them through. Or if somebody is overwhelmed and we take care of each other and we watch out for each other and we're there for each other, right? Amen. Isn't that awesome? One can put a thousand to flight. Two can put 10,000 to flight. Amen. But there are some things that you are well able to take care of because you have been given authority. Amen. So they return with joy saying, Lord, even demons are subject unto us through thy name. And he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Behold, I've given unto you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Notwithstanding, in this rejoice not that spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's something to rejoice about. That's something to get excited about. So look at this. We'll look at this verse 19. He says, Behold, I've given unto you power. That word power, if you look it up in the Greek, is actually not the word power. It's the word authority. You can go look it up yourself, blueletterbible.com, or whatever you use to get the translation there. That word power 
is the word authority. Jesus is actually saying, I've given unto you authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. In other words, he's given you authority over the power of the enemy. Everyone say this. Say, he has given me authority over the power of the enemy. Who's read the story of the prodigal son. If you've been around here, you've heard me preach it a few times. Amen. And what did the father do when the prodigal son came home? The father ran to him, grabbed the son, kissed him, hugged him. He put shoes on his feet, which all these things represent something. I'm not going to go through it all today. But he put shoes on his feet. He put a robe on his back. And then what did he do? He, he put a ring on his finger. And then he killed the wheat fatted calf and then the older brother got all bent out of shape about it and the father had to say, all that I have is yours. You could have had all this anytime you wanted. And you know, so anyway. But anyway, he put a ring on the prodigal son's finger. And if you study what that ring meant, meant during those times, that, you know, many families, they would have a signet ring. That ring represents your authority that the day you get saved, a ring is given to you. Everyone say a ring. A ring is given to you. And it's not just an ordinary ring to say, oh, yeah, look at this pretty ring. And a lot of believers are like that. Oh, man, I got a big Bible. I look nice. I look religious. Amen. But no, no, no. This ring, it was a signet ring. That what they would actually do, it was, had the family sigil on it. So whenever you wanted to stamp a document, you would take the ring, put it in ink, and you would stamp the document with that ring. That was the ring that the father gave the prodigal son. That ring represented authority. What that ring represented was whenever I use this ring, my entire family backs what I'm doing right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, come on. Yeah. And God's given you. The ring that he's given you is a ring of authority. It has the family sigil on it. Amen. And when you use that ring, it's not just you using a ring. What that ring represents is you have all heaven backing the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. That's why Jesus kept saying over and over in the book of John, use my name. Just use my name. Every opportunity to get, when you pray, use my name. And I'm not saying I'm going to do it for you. My father in heaven, he's going to do it for you. Because he loves you just like he loves me. Just do it in my name. Because when you use that name, all of heaven is backing. Everyone say, I have the ring. I have the ring. Hallelujah. Use the ring. So this says, I left it at home. Can you use yours for me? Well, I can. But you have one that works perfect. Some of you have never used it. It doesn't even, it looks like it's brand new. I mean, you've never even used it. <laughs> the moment you get saved, you get a ring and you get authority over the devil. Mark 16 and verse 17. Jesus said, these signs will follow them that believe in my name. They'll cast out devils. They'll speak with new tongues. They'll lay their hands on the sick and they shall recover. Hallelujah. Now you have to understand something. The moment that you got saved, yeah, you got a ring, but you, you were redeemed. And you were brought into a new family. Amen. Galatians 3.13 says, but Christ has redeemed us. Not he's going to redeem you. He's already redeemed you. Christ has redeemed us from the curse pronounced by the law when he hung on the cross. He took upon himself the curse for our wrongdoing. For it's written in scripture, cursed is everyone that, who is hung on a tree 
Through Christ Jesus, God has blessed the Gentiles with the same blessing He promised to Abraham, so that we who are believers might receive the Holy Spirit through faith. Look, you have to understand what you've been redeemed out of. You have been redeemed from the curse of the law. You ask the, the average believer, what were the curses of the law? They have no idea what you're even talking about. When you talk about redemptions, they have no idea what you're even talking about. And the enemy will play on your ignorance. Amen. If you, when you understand, hey, I have been redeemed from sickness and disease. When the devil puts sickness and disease on you, you know immediately, this is not God. God didn't put this on me to teach me a lesson. He uses his word to teach me a lesson. Now, he can turn everything around for the good and totally make the devil look like a fool for even touching you. Praise the Lord. However, when you understand redemption, you understand sickness and disease was a part of the curse. So when that is there, that's demonic. I don't have to pray, God, if it be thy will. I know it's God's will because I know that I'm redeemed. Right? I'm telling you, some of you in this room, I, I felt someone just got that. You're going to give the devil such a beating this year in Jesus' name. You're going to give him such a beating. Amen. For what he's tried to do. So... See, uh, uh, poverty and lack. You know immediately when that puts its gnarly hand on you. Lack. Depression. It was part of the curse. Frustrations, depressions. All that was a part of the curse. Divorce is a part of the curse. Uh, 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 you, you'll raise up your children and another power will take them over. Your, your children who were raised to know God, who are not serving God today, that was all part, that is all the work of Satan. That is all the work of the devil. And we have authority over him in Jesus' name. Can you say amen? When you understand he's redeemed me, that's like a platform that you can stand on to know that the devil has no right and no business doing this in my life and that's where you get the boldness to stand firm against him and say get out of here in the name of Jesus yes. hallelujah. hallelujah and release the power and the anointing of God on every situation amen the Bible says in Habakkuk my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge and so if the devil knows that you don't know that he doesn't have a right Man, he'll do all kinds of crazy stuff to your head. He'll do something to you and say, no, no, this is God's will for you. You, you keep this because God wants you to have this. Because it'll keep you humble. Right? That's a big one. It'll keep you humble. The Bible tells us to humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God. It doesn't say, God will give you sickness and disease to keep you humble. Hallelujah. Don't make excuses of why it's there. Just, hey, let's believe God in 2020. That thing is going to be far away from you in the mighty name of Jesus. Let's believe the 21 days of fasting and prayer. That's what you're going to pray for. That's what you're going to believe for. You will get breakthrough in the name of Jesus. Come on. Rise up. Rise and shine. And what's so great about this church is no one here, we're not going to judge anybody for having something that the enemy's attacking them against. We all get it. <laughs> Because we're under attack too. Amen. So you're in an environment where the devil's trying to attack everybody in this church. So we need to pray for each other, not criticize each other, not judge each other. Oh, well, that person's not spiritual because such and such. No. Look, as long as you're coming against it, we'll be right there alongside of you. And if you are down, we'll pick you back up and encourage you. Amen. Hallelujah. So don't worry about looking spiritual. You're the most spiritual people I know. Any dead fish can just float downstream 
but it takes a real live salmon to float against the current. Amen? It takes a real live fish. And we're not here in Coshocton to make excuses of why the devil can just have this city. We will not give the devil a free run up the sign. We will be the restraining force in Coshocton, Ohio. Can you say amen? amen. Hallelujah. Absolutely not. Number one, redemption. Everyone say redemption. You have to understand what you've been redeemed out of. So that can be your platform so you can have boldness to know this thing doesn't have a right to be in my life. Amen. Number two, righteousness. Everyone say righteousness. As long as the devil can keep you in a place of condemnation, you will never truly take authority over him. It's so important that you understand your righteousness. If you don't understand that you are the righteousness of God in Christ, every time you try to take authority over him, he'll come at you and say, oh, you can't do that because you got upset with your spouse last week. Or you can't do, you know what I mean? The devil will always come when you try to stand against him. He'll try to then put condemnation on you to tell you why you're not spiritual enough to take authority over him, how you're not strong enough to take authority over him. And he will try to intimidate you to get you to back off. Who knows what I'm talking about? No, it's hard to stand in your authority over the enemy when you're dealing with guilt, when you're dealing with shame, when you're dealing with condemnation. So thank God that we can go boldly to the throne of grace, receive mercy in our time of need, right? Part of the problem is people make a mistake on a Monday, and instead of going to the Lord, you should always just run right to the Lord. The moment it happens, just something comes out of your mouth, you just run right to the Lord. You do something. Go right to the Lord. Go right to him. Run to him. Adam should have ran to the Lord, right? But people don't do that. They, something happens on a Monday, and then they let it build up. Then Tuesday, it just builds up. Wednesday, they just keep doing the same thing. Well, I already made a mess of Monday, Tuesday. Wednesday, I might as well just keep on the tradition. <laughs> Thursday, Friday. And then so by Sunday morning, because they haven't dealt with all this stuff through the week, they don't even want to go to church. And on, they're like, I'm just going to fellowship with Apostle Pillow. Or they do come in and they drag in, long face, and, they, and what are they doing? They come in with all this junk that they should have just dealt with throughout the week. Just deal with it as it's happening. Are you with me? Just deal with it as it's happening. Amen. And obtain mercy and allow them to cleanse you and walk in that cleansing. Now look at this. So I wrote here, you have to understand that God has given you his righteousness. Romans 5.17, it says, much more surely will those who receive God's overflowing grace and the free gift of righteousness, putting them in right standing with himself, reign as kings in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. God wants you to reign as kings in this life. And the Bible says here that righteousness is a free gift. It's not on your own merit. You can't buy it. You can't earn it. Holiness is another thing. We're working out our holiness. We're, we're going from glory to glory. That's out of our works. But our righteousness is of him, and it comes from him. When God looks at you, he sees somebody in perfect right standing with him. Isn't that so good? Say this with me. Say, I have perfect right standing with God. Because the devil will come and, and he'll use that again, like, no, you don't really. And he'll remind you of something you did, something you said. It could have been something terrible, a moment of anger, a moment of lust. Something creeped in 
and got the victory over you. But Paul said this, this one thing I do, forgetting the past, looking to what lies ahead. Amen? Amen. So when you go to the Lord, you ask for forgiveness. He not only forgives you, he cleanses you of those things. And that's an old person. It's not who you are today. So don't let the devil blackmail you because of your past. Right? Hallelujah. Romans 3.22, it says, This righteousness is given through faith in Christ Jesus to all who believe. Righteousness is given by faith. When the devil sees you in faith, he can no longer operate. Isaiah 54.17, No weapon formed against thee shall prosper. I'll just say this. Weapons are being formed against you right now. The devil is preparing for 2020 just like we're preparing for 2020. He's working on it. He's worked for years on some weapons against you. That won't prosper. <laughs> and that's how deceived. Look, the devil is. That the devil, he is deception. He is deceived. That he thinks he can win. He thinks it's going to prosper. That's why there's going to be a battle of Armageddon. He still thinks he can take out God. He's crazy. I mean, that's why God sits in the heavens and he's laughing. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Ha ha, devil. Someone says, it's not funny what I'm going through. I'm not saying it's funny what you're going through. I didn't, I'm not laughing at what you're going through. I'm laughing at the devil who thinks he can take you out. <laughs> because I look at some of you, honestly, really, if he could have taken... <laughs> If he could have did it, he would have done it already. Some of you have been through worse stuff than what you're going through right now. And you took out the lion, you took out the bear. God's with you. It's very clear to me God's with you. So no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And the other part is just as important. In every tongue that shall rise up against you in judgment, you'll condemn and prove wrong. So how many of you guys know some tongues are going to rise up against you? Bring it on. It says, this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, says the Lord. Why is no weapon formed against you going to prosper? Because you are the righteousness of God in Christ. Yeah, come on. Come on. So it says, I don't feel like, I'm not talking about what you feel like. If it says, and if you feel like your righteousness is of me, then it is. Isn't that I don't care what you feel like? We walk by faith and not by sight. We walk by faith and not by feelings. Isn't that so good? Yes. Three keys to walk in your authority. Redemption. Your righteousness. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians 1.30, It's because of him that you are in Christ Jesus, who has become for us from God our righteousness, holiness, and redemption. Stop identifying in that old person you used to be before you were saved. And put on the new man. I'm just a sinner saved by grace. No, you were a sinner. Now you're saved. You're by grace. And now you are, you are the righteousness. I say this. It irritates people. They, get, they start getting upset at me. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, saved by grace. Because <laughs> as long as you think you're this terrible, horrible, worst sinner of them all, the devil will beat the tar out of you and always keep you in a place where you can never take authority over him. You are to walk upon serpents and scorpions. You are to tread upon them and over all the power of the enemy. And say this with me. Say nothing. Say it again. Say nothing shall by any means hurt me in Jesus name we would love for you to join us at the River Church this morning at 10 a.m. 
For additional information about our church, you can go on our website at www.therivercoastshockton.com. You can also follow us on Facebook by going to facebook.com forward slash therivercoastshockton. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Just before we end this broadcast, I want to ask you a very important question. If you were to die this very day, do you know for sure, beyond a shadow of a doubt, if you would go to heaven? If the answer is no, or maybe I hope so, I want to tell you quickly what the Bible reads. It says we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. It also says for the wages of our sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And the Bible says, for all who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I want to pray this quick prayer over everybody listening right now. Father, I pray that you would bless those listening with a long and healthy life. Jesus, make yourself real to them and do a quick work in their heart. And if there's somebody listening that hasn't received Jesus as their Lord and Savior, I pray they would do so now. If you want to receive the gift that God has for you today, you that are listening, I want you listening right now to pray this quick prayer with me, with your heart and your lips out loud. If you're listening, just pray this out loud. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sin. Wash me and cleanse me and set me free. Thank you that you died for me. I believe you've risen from the dead and you're coming back again for me. I confess with my mouth, Jesus is Lord. Come into my heart right now. Cleanse me of all my sin. Now just declare this, say, I am saved. I'm born again. I'm forgiven and I'm on my way to heaven because I have Jesus in my heart. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, go to therivercoshockton.com. Let us know that you prayed. We'd love to see you this morning, 10 a.m., The River Church. You can find directions on our website, therivercoshockton.com. We'll see you next week. God bless you.